Horowitz. No, I'm Eric N. Horowitz. No, I, I'm Eric N. Horowitz. <laughs> no, I am the true Eric N. Horowitz, you bunch of nitwits. That is not nice to be saying. I am the real Eric N. Horowitz. No, this is the real Eric N. Horowitz. And you're listening to I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. Uh, is he related to Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> oh, hi, Jeff. Hi, I'm Will Harridge. And I'm an audio engineer. But you would not believe the amount of mediocre voice actors I get in on the daily. It's scary, honestly. I always want to recommend them to Elise Bowman, who's the best voice acting coach I know. But I'm always afraid I'm going to offend them and be out of a job. Thankfully, I send the best ones over to her anyway over at EliseCoaches.com, and they keep coming back. Hi, I'm one of the mediocre talents that Will has to work with. And really, I'm thinking about looking up Elise myself. Go look at Elise Coaches today and start your career without ending mine. What he said. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast with yours truly, the man of the hour. Um, I'm probably more sour than sweet, so I'm just going to drop that right there as the dog barks in the background. He's not in studio with me. I've got another guy who hasn't been in for a while, and we're going to talk about that before we start the episode today. Um, I have got the man that makes this show happen, the guy that makes my voice sound prettier than it really is and makes the audio quality as top-notch as possible. The Jefferson Starship himself, Just Jeff, is back in studio. Finally, finally back. The Jeff (laughs) has come back to the studio he just gave me an eyebrow but anyway we don't want to get sued (laughs) however if that guy would like to promote with his seven bucks productions please call us but yeah it is long overdue to have this guy back in the studio um as we're recording this it's been a whirlwind that i won't really get into on my end of being at the top of the mountain only to sink right back down with different things that are going on but we're still here we're still kicking it I cranked out some podcasts solo just to try and get myself in a better headspace and not bring the negativity and the what all was going on into studio, but we're back. We're hopefully back on a normal routine and life will continue working out the way it should with some positivity in there, but I've missed having this companionship in here. Yeah, it's um it's been crazy not being in the studio, you know. But and it, it, it doesn't feel like it's been that long, but at the same time, it's it maybe has. been, what, like two, three weeks? Yeah, probably like a month, honestly. But, See, you know. that That's how crazy things have been. That I, I, I've joked about it on the show that time has no meaning, but right now it's literally... It really don't. Everything just runs together, guys, and it has been so crazy, so busy, and at this point, I'm just grateful to be here doing this, and I think... The, the universe and the the big man upstairs, whether you're religious or not, you have to believe that there is a higher power out there or something in the world that makes things fall into place at the right time. And I think that the way it worked out, not only having Jeff back in studio here, but having my guest on the other end of our advertisements coming up is uh, 
is the universe and God in my corner to make this work and get me back on that positive track and remind me that there are people in your corner. You're going to hit those setbacks, but it's not the end of the road. Things will get better and you're going to keep going and you've got the right people in your corner. So I am just grateful for that. I'm grateful to have this guy sitting beside me here who will occasionally juggle a goat or two. That's a shout out for our good friend, Brian, who, uh, as we're recording this, it's his birthday. So we love you, Brian, but man, you know, it's just, I I'm grateful to be here. I'm rambling and Jeff, would you, um, to celebrate being back in the studio, would you like to remind people about hitting that subscribe button and that five-star review? Would you like to do that? Or would you like me to do that? Oh, sure. I think I can handle that. Let's do it. So, go back into the archives and listen to everything that we've got going on so far because we've got a lot with, uh, with I know you hear me. Um, I've been busy in the background editing a bunch of stuff for you on that one. And as, I, <laughs> as, as he bows down to me over here. Because, uh, let's just face it, he's not great with a computer. I'm, I'm lucky to hit record, but now you're doing that, so all I have to do is look at a camera and talk into a microphone. So I'm, 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 I'm lucky right now. But see, you're better at that than I am, so, you know. Well. It's, it's, we mesh. That's, so. you are coming into your own, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> so, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Um, or as Flynn would say, I digress. That too. <laughs> so, if you like what we're doing here for I Know You Hear Me, go check out our other podcast, Tales from the Haunt, also. Uh, you know, we've had a lot of people that's been on, I know you hear me have also been on tales from the haunt and vice versa. Um, so if you like those, you know, just, just give us a five star review and hit that subscribe button. It helps us out so much more than you actually know. And in all honesty, when we see those numbers go up, it gives us the drive to do more for you all. Absolutely. And I also want to throw this little story out. Um, if you're not familiar with tales from the haunt, go back and listen to them. But the whole reason why I've not been in the studio for so long was because, you know, the last time we'd done a recording for Tales from the Haunt, Flynn told me to get out so many times that I just took it seriously. And he actually went to a convention. He followed in my footsteps again. <laughs> but in all, in all seriousness, too, on top of that, if you want to help us come to a convention in your area, because I, I've got a couple coming up before the end of 2022 or one of... 2022 one in 2023 as this airs they will have already happened i'm sure they were very successful fun times were had by all um i probably took another stunner and went viral on some youtube channels fingers crossed but anyway the point is if you want to have us do one of these live podcasts because you're that big of a fan and there's a convention or an event in your area get us connected with those promoters because we want to come there Jeff went to Haunters Against Hate to the event. He had an absolute blast, and that episode is available in the archives, and you can tell how much fun he had. Adult responsibilities kept me away. Damn adulting. <laughs> but you got to do what you got to do, and we still made it work. So we were still there representing. We still had fun. So it, it's all a matter of love, and that word of mouth is what helps us make these things happen and helps us bring you these episodes that we love to do with our guests that we're lucky to call friends. And, you know, there's actually something else that our listeners could do if they want to support as well. Do you know what that is, Jeff? Um, buy our merch. That's it. Because we do have merchandise available. We sell it at the shows. Uh, well, the wrestling shows, I should say. We have it available at conventions when we come. But if you want us to ship something to you directly because you're not able to make it to one of these shows or you're not within driving distance, 
we can ship directly to you. So if you want an animated 8x10 of me telling Jeff to get out because he's offering me a dog egg, we will sign that. We will send it to you. And if you actually tag us on social media when you get it, we'll give you a shout-out on there and we'll give you a shout-out on the podcast. Or if you want a Flynn shirt, those are available. You can go to Pro Wrestling Tees or you can order from me directly. I've still got a lot of each size available and new designs are coming. So if you want one of those, you want to take it, take a picture of it, tag me, tag Jeff. We'll shout you out on social media and shout you out on the podcast again. You help keep us afloat. And the best part of all of it is you're going to also help benefit the Nashville Humane Society or possibly the Peter Mayhew Foundation, depending on where you want a portion of those sales to go to. So if you buy a shirt and you want a portion of that sale to go to the Nashville Humane Society, just say, I want to donate to the Nashville Humane Society and I'll make that donation in your name. So not only do you help us continue to keep these podcasts afloat, you're going to help benefit the Nashville Humane Society and those lovable fur babies, or you can help the Peter Mayhew Foundation and donate to a great charitable cause that is near and dear to our hearts. And I'd say that's a win-win, wouldn't you, Jeff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Man, so um, you know what else would be a win-win? Um, you not taking a loss in the ring? Well, <laughs> still working on that. I'll have my agent reach out on that. I have my demands, damn it. But man, oh man, this is one I have been looking forward to since we booked it on the calendar. This guy is a beacon of positivity. And let's go ahead and put it all out there. Let's be vulnerable for a minute. This is something that I'm needing in my life right now um, as we're recording this. It's been a little bit of a downswing on some things. There's been some high moments, low moments. It's been a wave and a roller coaster. Felt like I've been broken a couple times, but I'm still standing. I'm still here. And this guy, we could not have booked this interview at a better time. It's like the big man upstairs and the universe knew what they were doing when they got this on the calendar. And this guy is the one behind the This Is My Moment movement, man. This guy is a CEO and founder. He's the founder of the This Is My Moment movement. He's a husband, a father, and a man of God. He's a brother in Christ. He's also a retired Air Force photographer, a high school basketball coach, and a business owner, and a motivational speaker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to have Patrick Mitchell on the show. Patrick, thank you so much for being here. It is my pleasure. I love getting the message out there, man. I love being someone that people can look at and be like, you know what? Yeah. Absolutely. That's what I need. And as so, as we were talking, you know, before we hit record here, man, just what you were saying about letting people know that there are still positive people out there, letting them know that it's not all about social media. It's not all about getting the likes and the subscribers. It's just about clapping. You know, even if you take that one small step, it's still a step of progress. And that is what that is legitimately what the world needs right now, because it seems like the more access we have to social media, technology, phones, whatever it may be. The further we regress and the more negative we get. So this is this is gonna be something I'm looking forward to in this chat here tonight. So let's um man, let's back it up to the beginning because with that resume that I just read off here, I wanna know where all this started for you, because that's a lot of hats for one guy to wear and still stay positive at the same time. So where did this all start for you? So man, for me, I started at about eleven years old, man. And uh I grew up in a single parent household with my mom working. She worked two jobs mm -hmm. and it was me, my brother, and my sister. And she did everything that she could to provide for us. And she made a way for us to move out of an apartment that was in a bad area. Right. 
and moved down the street. It was only like a mile away, but the difference was huge. But the thing yeah. was, man, we didn't have a, we didn't have a car. So everything that we moved, we had a two bedroom apartment. So everything that we moved, we moved it out of a shopping cart. Wow. So imagine being a, an 11 year old kid, moving all your furniture mm -hmm. down the street, past people that you went to school with and all the negativity and all the hate that they were giving, even though we were moving to a better life, it didn't look like that. Yeah. It looked like, looked like we were down on our luck. And it was then I realized that you have to give people the benefit of the doubt because they look a certain way doesn't mean that that's the way it is. Absolutely. And I think that all started, man. It all started for me saying, you know what? If no one else is going to clap for me, I'll clap for myself. And in that aspect, I started clapping for others because the same way it looked like that for me, it may look like that for other people. Absolutely. And you know what? At the end of the day, we're all here to do the same thing. We're all here to do the very best we can without all the hate, without all the negativity, and just be the best people on earth. And and, and right now, I've been blessed to be able to rewrite the narrative and let mm -hmm. people know that it is hate out there. But you know what? There's also positivity out there. Absolutely. And if I want to see positivity, I want to be the change. So I start being the change. I love it, man. I love it. And that... That is what the world needs more of right now because it seems like, as a society, I don't know if it's human nature. I, I'm not an, a psychologist by any stretch or anything like that, but it seems like we do tend to navigate or gravitate more to the negative more than we do the positive. The media is filled with the negative. Negativity sells. I learned that in my, you know, in my communications classes in college. But it just it, it's so strange to think that we wouldn't want to hear more positive things or gravitate more towards the positive and encourage others. Why, why do you think it is that we as humans gravitate to that negativity and find, I don't want to say like a, a false safety blanket maybe, Where, why do we find that in the negativity as opposed to going against the grain and, and embracing the positive? It's two things to me. It's the drama behind negativity. Mm -hmm. It's the drama. Oh, if I'm down on my luck, people will feel this way for me, right? Or if, if I seem like I'm doing good, they're not going to be in my corner. People love the sad story, and Absolutely. that's what it is. You're so negative, you you bring that negativity, and you bring other people that's negative. So now you've increased your circle. But I also believe that inside of negativity is positivity. So if I can say, you know what? I'd rather be myself. And who I am is a positive guy. So if you don't like the message that I'm giving, and you will prefer to spew hate or, or, or spew negativity, I'll stay away from that. Because positivity breeds positivity. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You may all, you may get some people that's on your side for negativity, but how true are those people to you? Absolutely. Because as long as you are giving them that negative vibe, that negative energy, they're going to stay there yep. because they're feeding on it. They're leeches on your negativity. Absolutely. But the moment that I give something positive, all of a sudden something's wrong with me. Oh, how is this guy always happy? Man, I'll tell you what, I've been in some situations being in the military and just and, and just in life in general to where it's hard to be positive. And yeah. it's easier to be like, you know what? Woe is me whoa, somebody picked me up. No, I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to tighten my boots up and I'm going to go out there and get it. And that's what I chose to do with this in my moment. I don't want to put a single message that says you can't. 
And if I do, it's drawing you into why you can. Absolutely. So that's it right there, man. I love that. And like just developing that attitude at such a young age before you get into those formative teenage years. Like you said, you're already moving down the street. You're moving all your belongings with shopping carts. And it may not present that visual that you're moving on to something better out in public, but clearly you are. When you have that situation at such a young age, is it your mother that's helping you see the positive in that with her attitude and her mentality and her grind of working the two jobs to get you into that better environment? Is there another role model that's helping you discover that? What's uh, Who's the formative person that helps you reach that plateau and reach that next chapter in your own story? My mom. But it's my mom along with my brother and my sister. And the reason it's my mom first mm-hmm. is because I saw the frustration. I saw the people that were supposed to be in her corner talk down because she didn't have, even though she was busting her butt to try to get it. Right. She and then my also, I'm the oldest. My younger brother and sister, I was the role model. Yeah. So if I didn't present a positive attitude, I, hey guys, I know it's like this, but it's not. Who knows what negativity they would have allowed inside of their lives? Because they saw Patrick do it, they'll do it, right? That's what happens when you get role models. If my role model is doing it, must be something down there. And the thing is, my mom told me a long time ago, me and my brother were sitting in this room, right? And she asked my brother, hey, if Pat jumps off a bridge, would you jump? That's what she asked him. And my brother, without hesitating, he says, mama, I'm a jump. She says, what? He says, yeah, I'm a jump because if Patrick is doing it, it must be something down there that we need. Wow. Man. <laughs> and that's the kind of attitude that I give to other people. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, I have to make sure that when I'm doing it, it's something down there that we need to help change the narrative. Absolutely. Man, I, I love that so much. And I just, I love that you are being that role model for the younger generation as well. And I have no doubt that that transferred over when you were also, you know, a high school basketball coach. And what what was that like? Because I know there's a lot that goes on, especially with my time in high school. We saw a lot of the, the cliques and the people that would run together. And it seems like, like you mentioned earlier, they would all feed off the negativity or feed off the same thing. What was it like being a role model in a, in a scenario like that where you have these t- these groups of teenagers where you can influence their lives and maybe be the one to set them on the right path? What was that like for you? It all started with my vocabulary, mm-hmm. right? Words that I give these individuals. Even if you mess up, even if you lose, what did you learn? Because we, we, when I first started, man, we were the team that other schools called to run their plays on, right? <laughs> like, like, hey, we can play these guys. We'll just beat up on them, get the guys that don't really play, let them get in. So what I did was I went and I changed the culture. When I sat down with my athletic director, the uh, the one goal that we had was to win, of course, but to also change the culture of the school as far as basketball goes. Because you get some parents and, and, and kids get so used to losing mm-hmm. that it becomes natural. Yeah. It becomes a thing to where, hey, I did my best, but we still lost. Hey, guys, ha-ha. No, I wanted to be the person 
to where when they looked at Coach Mitchell on the sideline, I'm just as energetic as the kids. Absolutely. You listen when you listen to the coach, right? What is he telling the kids? And I'm gonna tell you a quick story. When I first started, right? No one sat behind me in the on the bench. Everybody, all the fans, our fans were more so towards the scores table and on the far end. Mm-hmm. The only people that sit behind me was my wife, my daughter, and uh, my son. That's who sat behind me, right? And as we started winning, because the narrative started changing, the exercises started changing, the buy-in started changing, you could see the fans start to gravitate towards the bench because now, all of a sudden, we're not out there getting our butts kicked anymore. Yeah. We're out there doing something that has never been done at the school. So as the years progress, you can see the switch. And now my wife and daughter and son, they had to hold their seats because people were, were coming in early right. just to get a seat behind. And I remember we had a photographer there, right? And they were taking the pictures and, and, and we were doing an end of year, an end of year ceremony. And I saw this picture. And when I tell you, that I had fans more into what I was saying at a timeout than most of my players, that to me was the change that we were looking for. Getting these folks to buy to something that was so positive that everything was going good. And and that's how, that was the biggest change for me, man. Just seeing those fans move from, from a place of, oh, if you win, it's good, but if you lose, oh, to where now they're just as intent, they're just as bought in as the players, man. Absolutely. And that to, to me was was a game changer. For sure. And and the biggest thing that jumps out to me right there is you asking, you know, like, what did you learn? You know, if, if you mm-hmm. didn't succeed, what did you learn? Because uh, I, I'm not going to throw any company names out there, but I came just recently left a company that was more about winning then you know like learns in your failure and if you said that you wanted to learn from your failure it was looked down upon and right i, right. I was kind of singled out on that but i i love that you have that approach because you do learn more from these trial these tries uh, if i can get my words out trial and error attempts than you do the actual success because those reps help you get to the success and i love that you were able to have that impact and you know you also mentioned too about you know like the parents that may have possibly been vicariously living through their kids out there on the court. I, I've seen it at the baseball field with my son. I've seen uh, it in tons of other places. When you're bringing this positivity to the, field, to the, you know, to the court that these kids may not be getting, were their parents receptive to that? Or was there a little bit of pushback because you were giving them that positive reinforcement that they may not have been giving at home? What was that like? For me, man, I, um, I had a parent coaches meeting. And it was just me and the parents, no players. And what I told them, I says, this is the thing. Your kids can hear you. Your kids can hear you. So if you're back there and you're berating the referees, you're berating the other players, these kids are listening to that more so than they are me because you always have that voice that stands out. Yeah. Right, it can be super loud in there, and you can hear your dad. Hey, run faster! Like you can hear him, and that's what I told him. I said, "Parents, this is the deal. I'm 100% positive. I need you in the stands, even if it's not going our way, to be positive. Because if the kids hear you doing it, they see me doing it. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to emulate what they see and what they hear. 
because that's what it is. Absolutely. And that, that's what the kicker was, man, was me just being straightforward with the parents, telling them in order for us to be successful, we have to be positive. Absolutely. And that's, uh, yeah. man, that's such a, an amazing approach to take. And it, it's so refreshing to hear it too. I can't stress that enough because again, like we've mentioned a couple times now, like there's so much negativity out there that it's easy to get caught in the muck and just overlook it. And when you get that, it's really refreshing. It's, you know, it's like that drink of water when you haven't had water in however long and you've been working outside in the heat or you've had nothing but sodas or whatever it is. And you finally get that sip of water. It's so refreshing. And man, I just, I, I love hearing that. But what, uh, what I really want to know now is how you transitioned all this into, you know, becoming a business owner and a motivational speaker and created This Is My Moment. Like, how does all this lead to to your moment? So it's, it's a couple of things, man. The first thing is I started a movement, man. It was called Own, Own Your Moment, mm-hmm. right? And I went to register under the USPTO. I went to register and they said that I couldn't. So me and my son, we were sitting there and I was down, man. He was like, dad. Don't worry about it. If it's meant for you, it's going to be your moment. Wise words. I said, what? What? And, I, and this is my kid, right? I'm, I like, man. Yeah. I'm like, man, what are you talking about? He was like, if it's meant for you, it's going to be your moment. I said, brother, you might be on to something. So I took what he was telling me, reworded it, sent it off, got it registered. So now I own this is my moment. And from that point on, I was like, you know what? Everything that I do is going to be about excelling, taking what is right now. And then what happened? COVID hit. And a lot of people that were close to me started passing away. And I'm not talking to old people. I'm talking about guys that's my age. I'm 45, man. And and I'm still kicking. And you take a 45-year-old passes away. Then you take a couple 30-year-olds and and they they leave. And this is my blood. These are the people that's in my circle. Yeah. Like, you know what? It's no better moment than right now. This is my moment. That's it. And then the final thing that really kicked in, which made me really go hard, is I put in my resignation this year as a coach follow me on this before the playoffs even started mm-hmm. i put in my resignation because i wanted to start my own business i went to chase the money instead of chase the happiness yes right so i start this business up right and i'm doing i'm doing well i'm doing well and and everybody was like coach you just leaving us i said you know what this is my moment i have to try Absolutely. to be the best myself and if i've given you four years and we've changed the program and and then uh we won state this year in the boys and the girls first time in school congratulations that's awesome i resigned after winning and no one could believe that i did it and i tell people i said you know what if I don't gamble on myself, if I don't put all my chips on myself, how can I express to other people? How can I get other people to follow me and to do and to buy into what I'm saying if I don't even buy in? If I get so caught up in just being okay, if I just get so caught up in being a champion to where that's all I know. No, I want to be so much more because there's so much more out there. So I took a bet on myself, man, and I and I did it, man, and I ended up... Um, creating a um, 
expedite freight. I, I, I became a subcontractor and I was moving freight across uh, across America, man, and and I was killing it. Man. So that's what it is, man. I, I'm I not even I'm not even gonna lie. That gave me chills because that's <laughs> I'm trying to follow trying to follow that path myself, especially you know like with with acting or wrestling, podcasting, whatever it may be, the things that I enjoy doing, trying to take that moment and, you know, follow down that path myself. So, that, that, man, that was just so powerful to hear. And the the energy that you bring to it, man, that was, oh, man, that was so, ah, oh, dude, I'm, so, I'm just so thrilled to hear that story. All right. Man, so, like, in a situation like that, because, you know, again, everybody is so accustomed to this, being on the corporate hamster wheel, working the nine to five job or whatever it may be, having that safety cushion of a check coming in every week, whether the check stays the same, goes up, goes down, you know, you've got the insurance, you've got the retirement benefits, whatever it may be. When you walk away from that, what is the reaction of those around you, especially the ones that depend on you? And did they share that enthusiasm and belief? Or was it just like, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant but I trust you and I know things are going to work out. What was that like for you? I'll tell you what, nothing separates people like change, brother. I've had some people don't talk to me. I've had some people say without question, hey, I'm behind you 100%. And what I learned is that a lot of folks inside of your life are only there for what you offer. If I'm giving you something, I'm in your corner. But the moment that the narrative doesn't involve me, I'm out. Yep. And to me, I always talk about, I talk about compartmentalization, right? I have no ill will towards anyone. Some people that I invite to my house, right? I like to barbecue, man. I'm, I'm, I, I cook it. and I'm on, I'm on the grill. And some of the people that I would invite to my house to eat, I don't involve them inside of my business life, right. right? And that's what this taught me, was that you have to compartmentalize these things. So don't get upset if people don't communicate with you anymore because the people that are inside of your true circle, those true few friends that you have, those few business partners that you have, they're going to back you because they know if it's something down there and you jumping, then they're going to jump Absolutely. because it's something it all it all yes, ties back in man that's oh that's so awesome and w one thing that really that i i love hearing from different people because again this is somewhere like again i'm still on my journey i'm still learning things and i love to find the people that have been there get connected with them and find you know figure out what they did and just see if it applies to me or see if there's anything that i can apply on my journey because Obviously, it's never going to be a smooth, easy path or everybody and their mother would be doing it at this point. But when you hit those speed bumps, or you hit those setbacks or those down moments, what do you do to regroup, recharge your batteries and just keep the positivity coming? Because it's easy in those moments for the negativity to, to creep in and plant those seeds. But how do you combat that and then just, like I said, recharge your batteries and get back and start keeping the feet to the pavement? It's twofold. It's twofold. I am an addition by subtraction guy. Like I'm not big in math, right? Right. But Man, addition, like by, <laughs> addition by subtraction is my thing. Because if I take away the negativity, take away the people that don't add value to what I'm doing, 
I take that away. So now what I'm left with is the addition of growth, the addition of positivity because I've eliminated that negativity. And then the second thing is I want my kids to look at me and be like, you know what, man, my dad may not have been rich, but you know what he did? He changed his environment. He changed the way people acted. He changed the way that we see positivity. And if I can't, if I can't be the positive role model for my kids and for the folks that, that bleed with me, then I'm doing it wrong. And that's what charges me up, knowing that these folks, right, are looking at Patrick like, you know what? He don't, he don't have it together, but he's out there busting his butt to get it. Everything that this kid is saying is positive. And I've, I've never say, I'd never say if I can do it, you can do it. I never say that. And the reason I don't is because everybody's situation is different. Absolutely. Sometimes it's hard. It's it's hard to get out of moving your furniture in a shopping cart, right? To where you don't have a car. Now you have all kind of cars, right? Yeah. Like it's hard to get out of that. Some people don't make it out. So because I did it doesn't necessarily mean you can do it. But if I can give you a template to where you can try, now we're on the path of changing the narrative. And Absolutely. that's what it is. Man, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I mean, that's that's applying real life to a situation that, again, like you said, everybody's journey is different, but it's things that you can take to apply to make your situation better and start taking those steps to improve it, man. I absolutely love that because cookie cutter is not going to work for everybody. We've learned that in so many different ways. And the fact that you're actually making these possibilities and being that upfront about it because again like you said just because i did it doesn't mean you can do it but i love that you're taking that approach to it and it's actually one of the things that jumped out on your website for me too that i really gravitated towards was a, a movement for people who were tired of fluff and tired of the easy yes and they require that firm no so like that, again that's going against the grain to change the narrative because it seems like in today's day and age People don't like to have people be direct with them. They like to read between the lines or take it their one way in which doing things through social media, text messages, instead of just having a face-to-face -face or over-the-phone conversation is so easy to do. So when you when you have these sessions with people or you have these motivational speaker sessions and you have somebody come up to you after the fact, what is it like when you're so direct with them and you, you cut straight to the point of it and it's not what they were expecting. Do you get any pushback on that? Or are they just like, wow, that was so refreshing to hear because I, again, it's not what I'm used to. What's that like? Man, it's, it's, it brings a smile to my face because I don't know any other way, man. I think I that it. if you are 100% genuine with people. So what I tell you is not hate. It's not malice. It's not ill intent. It's me seeing what you're doing and giving my opinion without worrying if you're going to be like, oh, he's just talking down on me. I'm not talking down on you because I want to see you grow. Absolutely. I want to see you progress. But at the end of the day, I've been through so much inside of my life to where the experience that I have may not be directly entwined with what you're doing, but something inside of that can be like, you know what? Man, this cat, this cat is on to something. And why pretend 
when you can just be yourself. Absolutely. Why pretend? It takes more work to pretend and to tell you what you want to hear because now I got to think about it. Like, oh, if I say this, they're going to get upset. No, look, I'm going to tell you up front. I'm not saying it to get you upset. I'm saying it because when I was in this situation, I wanted someone to tell me, hey, man, you might not want to do that. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Let's yeah. let's go. Let's go. No. You're in the wrong. You're wrong. And, and, and I live with a wife, right? I love my wife to death for 23 years, man. And she's a glass half empty kind of lady, right? Mm -hmm. So every day I'm at the house, right? I'm practicing this positivity because if I can give it to someone that's uh, she's not negative, but she's not positive. If you know what I'm talking about, right, right, right. <laughs> and if, if I can practice, if I can practice every day, and then when I get to people that I don't know, I've already honed the skill of giving it to you straight from my heart. Absolutely, giving it to you straight from a place of genuine care, and that's what it's about, man. I Just being genuine, being honest. I love it, man. That's and that's uh, again, that's what the world needs so much more of right now. And again, I'm, I'm kind of picking things off the website here because these are things, um, especially like if someone has come to me to ask about, you know, starting a podcast or how do I become a professional wrestler, whatever it may be, and they don't know where to start. What is your approach when someone maybe doesn't know where to get that first step in or where to put their foot for the first time? Or if they're having problems being honest about addressing those situations or those issues to make the improvements start happening. What's your right. approach to something like that when their walls may be so high that it's, you know, it, it's not so easy to break them down and have them be honest and vulnerable with you. How do you approach something like that to get them to their starting point? Tell you, look in the mirror, look in the mirror. The first person that you have to have an honest conversation with is yourself because you can lie to me. But when you look at that mirror, and, and I don't know if other people do it, and maybe I'm just kind of different. I ask myself, man, I talk to myself in the mirror like, Pat, I don't know, man. And, and that's what I have to have. You have to look in the mirror and have an honest conversation with yourself. And if you can do that, then you can move forward. But if you continually lie to yourself, you're never going to progress because you're going to stay with the safety net. You're going to stay with what's easy. You're going to stay with what's comfortable because you haven't had that conversation about growth with yourself. And what I tell people all the time was, have you even thought about it? Have you took the time away from your wife, from away from your kids, just you and your thoughts and look in the mirror and say, you know what? It's time and this is why. And, 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 and I've had conversations made with myself and you start to tear up a little bit, right? Like you can feel it like, man, that was, Man, that was deep, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. And and when you have that conversation, all of a sudden, you see yourself taking that chance on Absolutely. yourself. You've already bought in. You've bought in. Now you can get other people to buy in because at the end of the day, if I don't do it, how can I get you to do it? Man, preaching those wise words. So, so true, man. And that's... Uh... And this is a, a, a exact reason I'm, I'm fumbling over my words here because I'm just like, I, I can't get enough of this. And it's so refreshing that I I think I've run that word into the ground tonight. But man, like I, I've just enjoyed so much of this. I've gotten chills during this conversation and I, I'm going to make it easy for everybody as well, because 
I'm going to have links to everything you got going on in the show notes. I'm going to have links to your website and, you know, like you're available for public speaking engagements, corporate and group training and one-on-one consultations. So if anybody listening to this maybe is going through something that we spoke about tonight or is ready to take that next step, I'm going to make it easy for everybody to have them get in touch with you to get a one-on-one consultation or whatever they may be looking for because I'm going to come away from this interview smiling. I'm going to come away happy, and I already am there. But, man, I just I want to spread this positivity with as many people as I can. So I want to get the word out there and get them in touch with you. So if you're listening, check those show notes because that's where it's going to be for you. I appreciate it, man. And I'll tell you what, it's been a long time coming, man. And I'm not a I'm not a real big social media guy, right? right. I have a, I have a man does all of my stuff, man. And and I tell people all the time, the best way to interact with me is not on the computer. It's to actually reach out, man. Absolutely. Because now what I've learned through my military, through my life, through my business is that depending on your mood is the way that you will take a text message. If you're upset and I send out something positive, you're going to take it negatively. But if I talk to you just like this here, right? You can see the happiness in my face. You can see the joy that's coming up out of me. And it's a different feel than me just texting. And that's why I I started uh, Moments with Mitch to where you can call me. And I I, I told my wife, babe, sometimes we're going to get phone calls at night because positivity don't rest. That's true. Change don't sleep. And and if someone at 1 o'clock in the morning needs to hear something or needs to be straight, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to give me a sip of water and I'm going to talk to you like we've been best friends. And I think that's what has been the most successful part is the way we're talking right now is the way I talk to everyone. I love it. And And it's, I feel like I've been talking to somebody that I've been friends with for years and it's, Man, that's just that just shows the genuine love and energy and positivity that you bring to what you do in the life you live. So, I mean, man, I can't say that I love that enough, but man, again, that's what the world needs more of right now. Speaking of positivity, I think we're going to wrap it up on that positive note right there. I want to take this time to thank everybody again for tuning in. I want to thank Patrick especially for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. It was an amazing, awesome chat, and I feel so refreshed coming out of it. And guys, I'm sure you've noticed a few changes going on, but bear with us. The further we get into this show, the more we're doing to make sure that we don't miss a beat of bringing you some quality audio content. My schedule is slammed. There's a lot more travel than I was expecting, but I'm doing everything I can, and I know Jeff is too, to make sure that we keep bringing you what you want to hear. So we'll be back next Friday with some more awesome content. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, rate, share, and review. Get out there and connect on social media. Get the word out there. Buy some merch. We got shirts available. And if I'm in your town wrestling or you want to see me in your town wrestling, get me in touch with the right people and I will be there and I will have merch for you to get as well. So for now, I'm going to say thank you for tuning in. And I want to thank everybody else for being along on this journey so far. And it's only getting started. And I know you hear me. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.